Hello, Mike Lombardo here. I wanted to take a moment and invite you to Awaken Dallas. My wife and I planted a church in the central northern Dallas area at the beginning of this year. We launched out on Resurrection Sunday. I wanted to invite you. We meet Sundays at 4 p.m., and our vision is to know Jesus deeply and to live for him passionately. First, we must know him, and that will empower great exploits. Our mission is to ignite a movement of spirit-filled disciples, disciples, that students of the King, that we would burn with first love passion and that we'd be equipped to spread the gospel to the world around us in love and power. Our four pillars are the presence of God, number one. That is everything to us. We prioritize his presence. We love him. We want to know him. We want to carry him to the world around us. It's his presence that distinguishes us from the nations of the world. Number two, that we would be equipped, that we need to be equipped for the work of service, for our callings. This is very important. The foundation of the word of God, of spiritual fathers and mothers, to be able to be sharpened by the word, healed by the word of God. So we need to be equipped for our callings. Number three, we are a church on mission together. We all have a sphere to influence. We all have a calling and a people group to influence for the gospel, to be a light, a city set on a hill. And as a church, we are fulfilling the great commission. And number four, we are a spiritual family. We all need a community. We all need to spur one another on towards good works and to meet together, to not neglect that, to have a spiritual community and family. And so if you want to come join us, it's Sundays at 4 p.m. We'd love to have you. You could also go to www.awakendallas.com, which will be in the description section. Hello, hello, Michael Lombardo here. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. It is my joy to bring this conversation to you today. It's going to be a powerful episode. Um, for those who are new to the show, we have an episode releasing every Monday on CharismaPodcastNetwork.com. You can also go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, Google Play, pretty much anywhere podcasts are listened to, and you could dive in there. Um, there's over 240 episodes now. And so, free content that's just out there, revelation, teachings from the word of God that will impact your heart, impact your life, uh, teach you how to live victoriously in Christ. Also interviews, conversations with amazing leaders around the world, authors, teachers, prophetic people, apostolic figures, missionaries, amazing saints from around the world. And so um, definitely tap in. You could also go to our YouTube channel as well. You could subscribe, look up Michael Lombardo or Awaken Podcast. The link is actually below as well for you guys to click on. So you can go there. Um, and so no further ado, I'm going to jump right in just so we have as much time as possible with my guests here today. Um, I have the honor of speaking to a power couple, not just one, but both of them. I got them both on here with me today. So it's Stephen and Renee Springer. They're the founders and senior leaders of Global Presence Ministries. They provide apostolic oversight to churches and ministries around the world. They host a regional equipping center and frequently speak internationally, collaborating with leaders in government marketplace, Hollywood and the church. And they also just recently released a book entitled The Fire of Perfect Love, Intimacy with God for a Life of Passion, Purpose, and Unshakable Faith. And so I love their hearts. They're here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, which excites my heart because there's so many burning ministries that are equipping the saints for the work of the ministry here in Dallas, Texas. So it's exciting to get to know people that are here locally, that are pouring into the bride, that also have a global reach. And so Stephen and Renee, thank you for joining me. 
Well, thank you, Michael. What an honor and a, and a pleasure to be with you. And uh, yeah, what an exciting season we live in right now. I'm telling you, it's so good. Yes. Mm-hmm. We are living in amazing days. Yes, we are. The Lord is pouring out his spirit powerfully. The bride is waking up to the beauty of Jesus, the power of the gospel, who we are in Christ. The Lord is mobilizing his bride. And so it's beautiful. It really is, you know, and I, and I love, love even the, the name of your program, uh, mm. Awaken, because really that is the season that I believe right now that we're in. And, mm. and you mentioned even our book, The Fire of Perfect Love. And that was one of the things the Lord was really beginning to unravel to us, Michael, is that mm. really this awakening that we've now entered into is not going to be marked by holiness, but it will. It's not going to be marked by signs and wonders, but it will. It's mm-hmm. not going to be marked by, you know, how much of the Bible you know, but it will. But more than anything, it's going to be marked by love. And it's the mm. fire love of God that's going to awaken a bride to see who she really is, to become the radiance in the midst of uh, the darkness that, it really, as we know, is, is, is over the earth. Mm. You know, in that, mm. that's where we get to, as sons and daughters of the Most High God, filled with his glory and with his love, get to radiate that reality <laughs> that's around us. Come on. I love that. Because at the end of the day, if we would just abide in his love, he says in John 15, abide in my love, the same love the father has for me, I have for you abide in that love. And it says in the message version, make your home in my love. And so I, I love that. And then, like you said, um, from that place, the miracles will happen from that place healings are going to take place. Holiness, God's church is going to walk in holiness, reject the things of this world, walk in the beauty of holiness. And so awesome. I love that. I know in your book, I I read it powerful, so much revelation that is necessary for the body right now. Uh, The church is his bride and he's pouring out his love into our hearts and he wants to bring revelation of his love to us. And so, so much, I was just saying, amen, as I was reading through it, just my heart in just wholehearted agreement. Um, And you, you talk about an encounter that you had with the Lord when reading 1 Corinthians 13, how that really started you on a journey. I'd love to hear about that. Yeah, you know, in you know, 1 Corinthians 13, again, it's, it's, it's real interesting, even where that particular chapter lies. It's right as Paul introduces the gifts of Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and the ongoing reality of how important uh, prophecy is. Yeah. And right smack in the middle of that is this whole thing that expounds on what love is and what love is not. Mm. And so <clears throat> it was a season where I was just, just fascinated with that particular chapter. Not that I'm not anymore, but mm-hmm. there was just something really that just continued to pull me. And it really was that awakening in the reality of one, the first commandment of just loving God with everything that we are. Mm-hmm. And then as I read that, and I was reading it through several translations and, you know, one week after another, after another. And then one night, I mean, I just, as I, as I, that was the last chapter I read, I went to sleep. And at 4.38 in the morning, whoa, all of a sudden, I'm awakened really by the audible voice of the Father. And he said my name three times, Stephen, Stephen, Stephen. And I'm like, who's calling my name? And, and, and Renee's laying next to me asleep. And so in that, I realized that wasn't her saying my name. And all of a sudden, I realized it was the Father. And he, and he said this, are you serious about chapter 13? Mm. He's not talking about bankruptcy. <laughs> He's talking about <laughs> fire of his love. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I'm now, now, now just the weight of his glory and that weight of his presence and just the pressing of his love just began to like come upon my heart. Mm. And I'm just like, yes, Lord, I'm so serious about it. I want to know more. I want to be even more deeply rooted and grounded in that love. And all of a sudden, these two angels appear in the room, Michael, and I'm in, mm. and they're on fire. And I'm thinking, whoa. And it was just, it was like, 
fearful and wonderful all at the same time. Mm -hmm. And as, 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 and then they begin to ask the question too, are you serious about that, that fiery love? And I'm like, yes, I'm so serious about, I want to know more about this love that's in this, in this chapter. And as, as they begin to do it, all of a sudden they begin to flap their wings like violently. And it sounded like a jet engine beginning to take off with the sound of the fire. And it was interesting because at first the, their wings were like tipped with like this orange flame. Mm. And then all of a sudden, as they began to flap their wings, it was like this blue radiant blue flame presence that just began to be released to the room. And it was like just this, this pulsating. And again, just the, the weightiness and the glory and just the affirmation that God's desire really is to pour out that kind of love deep into our hearts. And mm-hmm. to me, it, it set me on a whole nother track of just the discovery of just really what does it mean to know and to be experience and encounter the fire of perfect love. And, you know, I think many times when you say fire, when encountering in, in, as far as regards to God, many people think hellfire and brimstone. That's exactly what they think. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and to me, it's I like to say it's actually the same fire. It just depends on what side of it you are. Yeah. Because to me, really the honest to goodness fire of God, because he is a consuming fire, is his burning, passionate fire for his people, mm-hmm. the ones that he created in his image, that we would be ones that would not only encounter it, but literally be the ones to inhabit that fiery yeah. flame of affection. Come on. See, we have known so many people, you know, in ministry, and they there's a tendency to burn out, right? Yep. And then the, you lose sight of what's really important, even in your family. I mean, if, if, if the love isn't here and the love isn't right in our home, if we're not learning how to do this together, then we're missing something, right? right? So I know, Steve, when you're, you know, we are really seeking the Lord, we are like, Lord, there's just too many people that we have seen uh, burn out, and we just knew that the you know we needed to keep burning for him. And so um, it was really amazing because he woke up from that encounter changed. Yeah. I mean, what, what's fun about that is um, Steve and I are very different. He's uh, God comes to him very demonstratively, big you know angels oh! show up, all these things. <laughs> That's just the way he gets Steve's attention, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But it's. But for me, I'm very different. I'm more contemplative. I'm more, you know, sure. processor. God comes to me very gently with the same passion, you know, but just in a different way. So we like to share that in our book kind of uh, takes you through that journey of how God speaks and, and, and shows himself differently to us based even on like the way he wired us, our personalities. Oh yeah. Because then some people yeah. might say, if I'm not having an encounter with the angelic right. or if God's not speaking to me in an audible voice, then... Maybe I don't know this love, or maybe I have a hard time receiving God's love. He comes to me gently. I, I process. I, 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 I ponder. I dwell, and and there's a sweetness. And hey, that's that's wonderful. We're all wired differently and uniquely. My yeah. wife receives from the Lord very differently. Our prayer lives even look very differently in seasons, yes. where you know. And so it's that's. I, I really like that you guys point that out because people begin to understand. Wow. The Father loves us all the same, but He created us differently to receive His love and carry His love into this world in a way that it's needed. And so, that's beautiful. Yeah, well, and you know, to me, even as as we wrote the book, it was like in, in the midst of writing it, even coming like from ver- two very different perspectives, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, it was even unique as we we were just kind of hashing it out, like. You know, even in really trying to keep our voice and, you know, and our publishers chosen books that such a great job, really keeping our individual voice within, you know, just the book. And, and, and with that, 
because it really is. I think, you know, many times people can make comparisons or like, oh, like you were just saying, you know, I don't experience God like that. What does that mean? Am I not as holy? Am I not his friend? And so to me, that, that was what we really felt is that we, we do. We come at things very differently. I mean, our perspectives are different. And I think that's true for every one of us. We're, we're yeah. created so uniquely in his image. But the reality is all of us have been created to encounter the fire of his perfect love. And so mm-hmm. even when we did the audible, the, uh, the audio book recording, uh, we had we each did our own parts. And so with that, you're going to hear the uniqueness of, of our voice that's uh, speaking in that. Again, really helping people understand like, yeah, this can come from two different directions completely and yet be completely correct. And I get so stirred up, even though that isn't, I I need to hear about those encounters. Mm -hmm. I need to hear about something that is, you know, these supernatural encounters because it keeps my faith stirred up. I need that, you know? So I love hearing it. I love, and mostly I love to see the change that it brings because we're just having encounters and it doesn't bring a change. If it's Mm -hmm. not, you know, then then what was that? Exactly. (laughs) Wait, when we behold him, we become just like him. Come on. Right? Yes. And there's always fruits to repentance. That's, that's that's beautiful. I love that point because if we're shaking on the ground, we get up and there's no change. <laughs> but at the same time, also, I just want to, before we continue with our conversation, I just want to say it's awesome that you guys wrote this book together. Um, I think that is a beautiful example for the body of Christ because the Lord is raising up husbands and wives that are partners in ministry that have, you know, your message is together, your message is one and the same, but you both have different angles and different understandings and revelations on it, way it's, you know, the way it's ministered, the way it's shared. And so I see the Lord raising up power couples, you know, all over the world. And so the fact that you guys wrote this book together, I know my wife and I have gotten words and we know because I, I wrote a book, but my wife has books in her and we know we're going to write certain books together as well. And so that is an encouragement and example to the body of Christ and the marriages around the world. And so um, I just wanted to just throw that out there real quick because no. I want to bless you guys. And we think it's also like a uh, like a type of like the Jesus with his bride, you yeah. know. It's like you know, he Jesus loves to have his bride at his side, and so it's such a picture of that too. Oh, absolutely! This one leaning upon her beloved, coming up. Over the <laughs> you know, it's like, come on, let's yeah. get it. Come yeah. On. Oh, yeah. And so, one thing that people has have said to me a lot of questions because they've seen that I've stewarded the love of God, I've walked in the love of God, that my passion hasn't dwindled. So people ask me, how do you how do you stay in that place of first love, or or how do I get back to that place? I've been trying and I can't get back. And I'm like, well, first of all, you're looking inwardly. You're looking inwardly. You're trying to muster up first love. You're trying to manufacture first love. You're trying to you're looking at yourself and your feelings, how you feel. You didn't feel like you you first felt. And I'm like. First of all, we need to just look at him. We need yeah. to meditate and dwell on the reality of his perfect love, his passionate love, his fiery love. Jump into Song of Songs. See that his his delight is in you, that his banner over you is love, that his love is more intoxicating than wine. Like you're blameless, you're spotless. Your eyes are like dove's eyes. How does he see you? That's exactly. Like, yo, your form is sweet. Your voice is lovely. Like dive in and just really meditate on the reality of how he sees you, how much he loves you. And then first love is going to happen. It's going gonna, it's gonna to stir again in your heart and it's going to come alive again in you. That's what I tell people. And I love, I love in your, I love in your book, how you really focus on God's fiery love. And then from that place, our response to it, which is so necessary. Yeah. And, and I think that's the key is that it takes God to love God. 
Yeah. And that as we receive <laughs> his good. tender affections and his whispers of joy and delight, and to me, mm-hmm. it really goes back to really understanding who we are in Christ. And, you know, one of, one of the chapters we focus on, our supernatural identity rooted and grounded in his love. And mm-hmm. it's from that place that we're compa- everything else comes from that place. That's and right. me, I think that that is really a key ingredient that I think every one of us as sons and daughters need to understand who we are, but not just as sons and daughters, we are actually his bride, that yeah. he deeply loves and has, I mean, this, this deep affection and, and affinity for, and I think that yeah. that's part of it is that what God is awakening in, in this hour really is, is that. And like you mentioned earlier, the component of beholding and becoming, mm-hmm. I mean, to me, I, I love the life of David. When you look at mm-hmm. his life oh, yeah. and King David, he had a fascinated heart before he ever was anointed King. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's what attracted heaven is that this one's after my heart. And to me, it was just simple steps. He began to ponder. He began to think. And I think you know, many times we try to complicate, like look for some religious duty or one way to form this form or this. To me, it really just starts, honestly, with just thinking. We just begin to thank God for what, what he's given to us. More than anything, he's given to us his son that we can actually be reunited with him and have full access to his throne of grace. That's right. And he's a good father and that there really is this incredible spirit called the spirit of adoption that's been poured out upon us that allows us to cry out, ah, you know what I mean? Father, daddy, you know, yeah. and just, and just tender affections mm. and the whispers of just, I love you. I love you. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> Everything in the world right now is trying to distort love. Yeah. You know, unrighteous things are mm. being called love. True. And so we have to, clear picture of love when we have to see God as he is not a God made in our image, that's right. but a God who is in his image. We need to see him clearly. That's right. So that's what we, we really dive into. We take the the, the three aspects, the, the three parts of God, God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy spirit, the fullness. If we're going to walk in the fullness of love, we need to receive the fullness of love. And there's three parts to his love, you know, Amen. that he expresses to us. So I love it because we're able to clearly look at that and say, let's look at what love is. And it sounds so simple, but it really is. um, It really, it really makes all the difference in how we, um, we convey that love. So we have to receive it to convey it. Mm, And the other, yeah. yeah, And the other aspect to that is there's so much fear in the world right now. And so we're learning to respond rather than react. Yeah. So. You know, there's a lot of reactionary things going on when love is challenged or when anything is challenged and we're learning to respond rather than react. And so responding is to to, to connect with him first and foremost and let that inform um, the, the reality around us. That's oh, true. yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Perfect love casts out fear and he, God is love. So he defines what love is. And so um, I just, you know, and I want to I'm going to ask you a question but before I do. Um, something I've just noticed, you know, when we're in the church, people are like, oh yeah, you know, the love of God, he loves me. You know, I love him. He loves me now. Now let's get on to the other stuff. Like let's get on to the end times. Like, yeah, God loves me. Let's talk about the end times. You know, Hey, Hey, God loves me. Let's get to work. We got to be holy. You know, Hey, God loves me, but that's great. Yes. We, we know that that's foundation, but revival let's get, let's go there. Like, Hey, you know, it's almost like we gloss over the gospel sometimes and we gloss over love and exactly what he did on the cross and exactly, you know, his passions towards us. And we're like, okay, you know, we get fascinated with so many other things because maybe there's mystery on it. Maybe we feel like we graduated or something like that from the love of God. Hey, we, we got the ABCs of the gospel. Let's get to the Y's and the Z's, you know what I mean? But 
Like people, and that's that's where we get frustrated. That's when we get burnt out. That's when we get confused. That's when we, you know, we're striving for holiness. We're striving for revival to make revival happen. And if we would just abide in His perfect love and listen to His voice, and then walk in His in His words and walk and follow His voice, obey His voice, but we get that voice from that place of presence, that place of abiding, man, we would see all of these things take place. Yeah, we need to get fascinated with Jesus again and his gospel and his love for right. us. It, it is really that simple. It's re- religion tries to complicate everything, mm-hmm. but God continues to bring us back to the simplicity of his love. And the busier we get, the more we need to be brought back to that simplicity all the time. Yeah. Other, otherwise, we become Martha and we become distracted mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. tormented by so many other things rather than actually fascinated. Oh, yeah. And that, 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 that component of Mary just sitting at his feet is really that posture. And the thing is, you never have to leave his feet. That's right. I mean, to me, Jesus never left his father's side. That's right. I mean, physically, as a man, he came to the earth, but he was always by his father's side that we know that he would, he would, he would pull back from, from times and he would just go hang out with the father. And from that, there was that just a bit informing and this is what I'm doing, son. This is what I'm saying, son. Now just, now just go do that. Go release that reality. But the thing is he walked with his father moment by moment, day by day. That's really where we're being invited into as sons and daughters is that we understand what's available to us. The father is all the time. Mm -hmm. The Lord is always whispering tender affections to us. He's always whispering strategy to us. But all of it comes from that place and that posture like Mary to sit at the feet of Jesus because we see even as, 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 as time goes on that Martha, I think, kind of came into an alignment after kind of Jesus kind of gave her a, <laughs> a, a correction. Like, your, your sister's chosen the better thing. Yeah. In fact, this is going to go around the world because of what she's chosen. Mm-hmm. And I think that Martha then came into that reality because yeah. so much of the body of Christ is so focused on the doing, the do-do, you know, and we know what do-do is, Michael. I mean, yeah. <laughs> on it stinks. But the point is, is that it's from the place of being and sitting at his feet that yeah. we get to do. Because to me, there's all kinds of stuff that we need to do. And I'm telling you, mm-hmm. we're type A. Let's go get it. Let's Come go on. advance yeah. the kingdom of love, grace, and power. But none of that works until we allow that fiery flame to light us on fire. And, you know, we mentioned already is that I've seen so many pastors and leaders that are, that are burnt out, burnt up because they don't have a heart that's burning. Yeah. And to me, if you've got a heart that's burning, you will never burn out because it comes in the motivation of being in his presence and just allowing the refreshing winds of his glory, that igniting of passion to just be stirred in our hearts day and night, night and day. And you know, the thing too, that when, even when you define love and you know, so often people define love as like a feeling or yeah. mm-hmm. an emotion. The reality is Love is a man who decided he was going to lay himself on a cross, pour out everything that he was to reunite us with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit once and for all. And I think that when we understand that really God is love, it, it, there again, it, it begins to redefine it that really it's about receiving what he's done for us. And in that receiving dimension, it's no longer a striving or trying to contrive or trying to create. It's, it's that simple posture going, Wow, thank you, God. Mm. There's a there's a quote from Bill Johnson that just popped into my mind. He said, Man, what a what a horrendous thing when somebody 
teaches the word of God or shares from the word of God, but is not in love. Something like that. I'm paraphrasing. But when we unpack the word from hearts that are not vibrant and in love with him. And I was just like, wow, that's so powerful. I want to I want to ask you about this because I've seen this in pastoring and leading. I've seen this. Um, these two things play out in people's lives in extremes. And you talk about in your book, two essentials for transformation. You talk about the grace of God and you guys talk about the fear of the Lord. And, um, a lot of people don't really know how they work together, but I've seen people really believe in the love of God, really know how to receive the grace of God, just drink in his love, receive his forgiveness. And it's real, it's tangible, it's in their lives. But they, but they aren't rooted in the fear of the Lord, and they they weren't baptized in the fear of the Lord. So they live a life of compromise, and there's a lot of sin, and then they reap the consequences for their action because the wages of sin is death. And they're like, "Why is this happening in my life?" And then you have the other side of people that really believe in the in Hey, we got to fear God. God is holy. We need to, you know, all of this. But they just have never drunk in the love of God. They've never. They just don't have that revelation of His grace. And now they're trapped in striving legalism, and they're. And, and they don't have a ton of good fruit in their lives because of that. Just a lot of strictness and no grace. And so well, how have you seen that play out in the body? Because this is so essential that we learn to walk with both in balance. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I like to, it's like, I like to see it as like uh, grace and fear of the Lord are like two sides to the same coin. That's right. Yeah. To really embrace the fullness of the fear of the Lord, we have to have grace. And to really embrace the fullness of grace, we have to have the fear of the Lord. They're they're in they're two sides of the same coin. Yep. You know, without it, we without if we have fear of the Lord, uh, without grace, we're going to get under legalism. That's right. If we have, you know, grace without fear of the Lord, we'll get into that sloppy grace. It's mm-hmm. not even a grace message. So yep. the beautiful thing about those working together is the fear of the Lord says you will love me with all your heart and you will fear, you know, we'll reverence him. We put him in first place. That's right. And then That's grace right. empowers us to live that life, That's to right. live that set apart life. Mm-hmm. And so they really work together. And, you know, when we embrace that and we realize just, you know, the pro- God loves the process. He's yeah. He loves you know, transforming us. It's kind of Holy spirit just really uh, enjoys that process. And so when that flames working on the inside of us, which continues to call us back to first love, there is grace that empowers the transformation. Yeah. To me, that's, that is the beautiful part, Michael, is that really the the fear of the Lord, like scripture says, the fear of the Lord is clean. Come on. Yeah. You know, it's like, it, it's actually a really good thing. And in fact, you know, even, even the seven spirits of God, one of them is, is the spirit of the fear of the Lord. That's right. And to me, that, that is the embodiment of allowing Christ in as the hope of glory, the reality of having Holy Spirit dwell inside of us as the temple of the Holy Spirit. But then again, that grace component, again, it's, it's the empowerment mm-hmm. that allows us to be more than conquerors, not just conquerors, but actually more than conquerors. And I think that, again, mm-hmm. What what a lot of the church defines as grace is not grace at all. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, really at all. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that that's part of even what we'll see as we discover just the reality of His love mm-hmm. and the reality of what true grace is, and really what that fear of the Lord is. I mean, the bride is going to look so radiant, mm-hmm. so attractive. I mean, like that as we spend time in His presence, and those two those two things come into alignment within our innermost being because we are now the temple of the Holy Spirit, a holy, holy temple for the Lord set apart and marked. Mm. And the world begins to go, whoa, what is that in them? You know, it's interesting because, you know, we've done a lot of outreach with New Agers and all that kind of stuff. And it's interesting because 
many of them are really tapped in. I mean, like for real, like they'll, they'll see the aura sure. of, of light around you going, Whoa, that's a different color on you, bro. What is this? And I'm like, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, I mean, I knew what they meant. So tell, tell me more, tell me more. And yeah. I said, what you're seeing is the radiance of the uncreated God of the universe that lives inside of me. Yeah. <laughs> and he loves you with an everlasting love. That's right. And he's got an amazing plan for you. And you too can radiate this kind of love. All you need to do is receive his free gift. But it's, you know, again, it's fun because people who are in tune and see, oh, they're yeah. attracted to the light because it's a whole different kind of light than they're aware of. Mm-hmm. Well, it says, I just looked up, I thought of the scripture, Titus 2, 11 through 14. It says, for the grace of God has appeared and offers salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age while we wait for the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. That that just says it all, doesn't it? That just encompasses grace and the fear of the Lord, grace and the fear of the Lord, because the grace of God empowers us to live a holy life, and it teaches us to say no to ungodly things and to embrace holiness. But the beautiful thing, I love how you said clean, because, because when you decide, because sometimes you might want something in a moment, because there are desires that spring up sometimes. You might want something outside of God's will, but when you have the fear of the Lord and you bring it to him and you know that his will for you is for your good and you submit it to him, you surrender it to him and you say yes to his way and his will, the beautiful thing is when you reject that thing and you walk in the truth, you feel clean. Like there is like in your soul, you feel clean, you feel light. (laughs) There's a purity that pours out of you that's like, I wouldn't trade this feeling in the world for having that purity and that life flowing from the inside of me. And so I don't know. It is the fear of the Lord is clean. I love that so much. So many people don't feel clean. Yeah. It's not because they're not washed in the blood and the righteousness of right. God in Christ. Cause that's true. But when we dabble into these things that we're not supposed to, it, it brings this defilement in our soul realm that through repentance, we could be free from and walk in that cleanness. And so yes, and, and we can't clean ourselves. You know, we, yes. we we're, we make choices. I, I just want to read from Romans 12, 1, 2, because this is just so beautiful. It says, mm. beloved friends, what should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercies? I encourage you to surrender yourselves to God, to be his sacred living sacrifices mm. and to live mm. in holiness, experiencing this is a part to live in holiness, experiencing all that delights his heart. For this becomes your genuine expression of worship. Yes. So to experience holy or to, to, to live in holiness means we experience all that delights his heart. Come on. Oftentimes Come on. people don't think of it that way. I know. But as I know. we live in holiness in, in all that delights his heart, we're living in holiness. Mm-hmm. And now our life becomes to we're responding to what's on his heart. We're responding to mm-hmm. what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're living in that place, experiencing that. Yeah. We're meant to experience his delight. I, I, I really, you know, we talk about emotions, you know, just like we're not to be led by our intellect. Yeah. We are not to be led by our emotions, but we don't shut, we're not to shut down our emotions. Right. We are to be the most passionate people on the earth so we can experience yeah. all that delights his heart. That's, yeah. so good. To me, that's the joy, isn't it? You know, even like Romans chapter eight, verse 14 says, is that for as many that are led by the spirit of God, and I, even that word led is an ongoing perpetual thing, as many that are led by the spirit of God, these are the sons and the daughters yeah. of God. And I think that that's part of it. 
that as we are led by his voice, as we are led by his steps into all peace, to have a fresh encounter with the face of Jesus Christ, that fascinated heart gets awakened. We get consumed by that loving grace, fiery love that just ah, transforms us from the inside out so that we can go change the world and do yeah. go back to the original intent of being in his glory, being in his presence, and then having dominion and subduing the earth and those things that try to hinder a generation from encountering and experiencing God's perfect love. That's so good. I think a lot of people just, when they hear holiness, they think of stained glass windows and being quiet in church, you know? <laughs> or they think of like, just like this somber, this somber Jesus that's can, perpetually a man of sorrows, you know what I mean? But it says in Psalm 45, he's anointed with the oil of joy above all our companions. Yes, when he was bearing our sin, and yes, when he was going to the cross, he was a man of many sorrows, but he also now is seeing the the return on what he did, and he many sons and many daughters to glory, and he's a man of great joy. And so I think just over the years, so much religion has painted a negative picture of what holiness is. We need to see holiness differently. But um yeah. Yeah. And so, hey, I know that you guys actually have an interview after this. And so what I would love to do is just let's just take a moment as we close up this podcast. And would you guys mind just praying and just releasing what what really what you feel led in your heart to? Yeah, Father, I just thank you that your desire and your affections are towards each one that is listening to this. Thank you, Lord. And God, I just thank you. That you're not a distant, far-off, controlling God, but you're a father who is near, releasing tender whispers that draw us deeper into the reality of why we were created in your image. And I thank you, God, that your thoughts right now are more numerous than the sand on the seashore. I thank you, Lord, for the future and hope that you've set before each one, that as we embrace the reality of your perfect love, yes. all fear is gone. Mm-hmm. All of those noise and distraction, God, that the enemy would throw our way, that in that place of quiet love and sometimes very loud, fiery love, God, <laughs> those things are consumed because you are consuming fire, Lord. And I just say, even today, God, would you release just the breath of fresh air that it brings that awakening, God? Holy Spirit, I ask that you blow upon the embers of each of our hearts today, God, that would quicken and awaken us to the reality of the fiery love that you've already deposited on that day that we said yes and amen. Thank you. And for those that don't know you yet, we decree and declare, this is a day of your salvation. Awaken, arise, and shine to the reality that's been given to you by the uncreated God that formed and fashioned you for love. God, and I I pray for grace to embrace the flame. God, I thank you that you're calling your beloved bride to radiate. And God, we thank you. There's so much grace in the transformation process that you're renewing our minds to be, to think, and to to know the things that are on your heart and to, to have the mind of Christ. You're healing our emotions. You're, you're allowing, bringing us into deeper places of delight. And God, as we yield our wills to you, as we continue to surrender our lives to you, God, you do amazing Mm. things. God, would you give the body of Christ vision for for something bigger than ourselves, for for the fullness of what you want to do? And may we just continue to be compelled by love Mm. and go out and release that love to the world around us. Yes. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen.
Well, thank you guys so much for joining me on the podcast. You guys carry him so well. You guys are a delight to speak to. I just feel more the fire of God burning in my heart after talking to you guys. And so I love speaking with people that just bubble over in the love of God and the Holy Spirit. And so what an honor, man. For those who are on that want to um, find out more about you guys, your ministry, um, I'm going to put all that link, the link in the description section. But tell us a little bit more about your ministry real quick and how people can connect. Yeah, uh, globalpresence.com uh, is our ministry. Yeah, and you can connect with us via that. And then likewise on social media, Renee and I both have our own individual, uh, both Facebook, Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, X, as it's called now. Uh, <laughs> anyway, but yeah, you can connect with us on all of those uh, those platforms. And then, you know, the amazing thing that we did for, for the book as we wrote the book is um, we've, we've got this whole thing that we did at the end of each chapter. And in it, it's it's these it's the journey into perfect love, and we've got a whole, a whole page dedicated on our website that will just take you deeper. It'll be just these these. It'll be the word of God being spoken over you, and just things that will continue to encourage you to go deeper in His love. And and again, with the books, you you can find them any place that books are sold. Mm-hmm. You can find them on Amazon today if you want. You can get it in whatever version. We also have the audio book of it. So. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for taking the time. What a joy. I'm going to put all that in the description section and uh, hope to talk to you guys soon. All right. Bless you. Thank you, Mike. (laughs) For those who are watching and listening right now, thank you so much for tuning in to Awaken Podcast. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so we can get it out to more people so they can be blessed, strengthened, awakened by the gospel of Jesus Christ. Bless you. And I'll speak to you next time on Awaken Podcast. Hey guys, Michael Lombardo here. Uh, Just quickly, I just want to make a resource available to you. I wrote a book released with Destiny Image Publishers called Immersed in His Glory, a supernatural guide to experiencing and abiding in God's presence. My desire is for you to get to know the Lord in a experiential way, to break every barrier to experience God's presence in your everyday life. I've met people all over the world that are just hungry to know him, but just don't know how to get there, don't know how to experience Jesus in a deeper way. You know, what keeps you from encountering him in a greater way? Do you feel unfit to enter his presence? Do you feel stuck? Maybe you worry that you don't know enough to meet with God. Every human being is hardwired with a need for intimacy with God. When this need isn't met, we search elsewhere and we find ourselves broken and unfulfilled. But connecting with God is of utmost importance. And in this book, I'm just inviting you to experience this vital union with the Holy Spirit that is greater than you have ever imagined. A continuous fellowship with God where a lifestyle of miracles, visions, encounters becomes normal. All right, so in this book, you learn how to be free from self-condemnation, guilt, and shame through intimacy with the Holy Spirit. You learn how to um, have guidance from God as you experience His presence every day. You overcome lies that have held you back from experiencing more of God. You get a revelation of your inheritance that was already freely yours, you know, through the lavish gift of grace through Jesus. And so I just want to present this to you immersed in His glory. You can go to Amazon and find it there. You could also go to my website, lifepouredoutintl.org. Org, lifeportoutintl.org, or you can go to destinyimage.com. The audiobook is available as well on amazon.com, as well as some video teachings at destinyimage.com. And so, bless you guys. Grab a copy of Immersed in His Glory. Thank you. <laughs>